0: Hey, how's it going? This is Billy,
1: and I'm Jen, and
0: you are listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers! Cheers! Thanks for joining us today. Hope you're having a wonderful spring season, which is where we're at. I, I mean, in this part of the world, in America, we're in spring. No comments to that, huh?
1: Just, <laughs> just, just the awkward silence. Just
0: kind of smiled at me on that. Well, thanks, well, thanks is, for the give and take, the back been and a, forth here. A this week is, of um, a lot
1: of unexpected things happening. Yeah. And we have, one of them being, we have to we move. We thought we were going to be able to re- renew our lease. Got an email on Thursday saying, oh, by the way, you have to move out by the end of May.
0: Yeah. So if you are our landlord <laughs> and you subscribe to our podcast, please unsubscribe right now. <laughs> <laughs> please.
1: Which we're, if we're honest, which this is an honest podcast, I'm really bummed. I really love our home. So we're just believing for a better, nicer, Maybe on the water in Kirkland would be a dream to have a home. Yeah,
0: And the reason we moved to this house is because our daughter is in high school, Serenity, and we wanted her to be in a certain high school. It's a public high school, in case you were wondering. Um, don't get me going on private and public. Uh, not a fan of the private. Private and
1: public? She goes school. to public school. That's what I'm saying. Okay.
0: Don't get me going Or on why I don't put my kids in private schools. Don't get me going. <laughs> um, public school, because I wanted her to be um, you know, ready for the real world.
1: Well, well-rounded, you
0: know. Um, just dealing with life, mm-hmm. anyway. So she's in public school. We love the school that she goes to. So we got to stay in this. Like the thing is, like easy to find a house in Seattle. Easy to find a place, especially if you're renting. Easy, but
1: not easy. Not
0: in this three in this? three mile square radius that we have to be in to stay in the school district. Exactly.
1: So, so we're in. And on- oh,
0: that's not even a big deal. Moving isn't. I mean, we don't really care to move. I, small fact: I have moved. I was going to ask you that. Four times in my life. I'm 42. I think we I moved have a problem times.
1: maybe with the whole movie. I was wondering the other day. I'm Can't like, commit. Is there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there, and we haven't bought a house. We've lived here for almost 12 years and we haven't, haven't had the desire to. We really are dreaming of buying some, some vacation home or something, maybe in California or somewhere warm, but we still haven't done that yet. Yeah, that we
0: could go to whenever we wanted to. Right. We kind of like the idea of renting because we can like t- try different places. We were in a skyrise for a few years, and like now we're in a, a, a suburban loved. neighborhood loved, with loved, a loved. fenced-in yard, and we like that too. We have patios, and we have a little fireplace out there. I love that. I'm gonna miss it. I'm missing it right now as we're talking about it.
1: Let's not talk about it right now. Yeah, let's, no. stay on, um, let's stay on topic. But
0: the the challenge is we have to move in three weeks, essentially four weeks,
1: and I am not prepared for that. Yeah, so we're, we're mentally preparing. Send right up a now. little prayer for us. Yeah. We'll, we'll get a cool place. It'll got to open a door, and and on top of that, our oldest son is moving out. He's getting his own yeah, place. Man,
0: so because we, we're moving, it's like we're not going to get into a house. We don't need. He's he was going to move out anyways. Into this year, he's nineteen, and so now he's just today before we turned on these microphones, signed the just contract. Signed the contract, got approved,
1: done and done. He's got his own just apartment, like
0: that. and or it's like a condo. And super happy for him. But it's like, oh man, like I never thought that kind of stuff would hit me. I'm like, whoa, man, like. Our son's on the I actually think anymore. you're
1: more affected emotionally by it than I am, which is kind of interesting. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Even, well, break even, it down, psychology. Well, Jen. I was in the car with him <laughs>
1: going to look at the condo, and he even made mention, he goes, I think dad's more affected than you are. I'm like, I think I agree. And he's like, yeah, I think he's like for it, but then he backtracks and then he's not for it. And I think he's not for it because he doesn't really want me to move out. I'm like, you know what? Nailed it.
0: Wow, you guys are going so, all uh, Freudian on yeah. me. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: So, no, I think it is. So like you're I a little emotional, him, like you're getting teary-eyed right now. I can I'm tell. I'm not
0: teary-eyed. Oh <laughs> come my on, god! Just, used admit, to it, babe. Me of just crying admit it, baby. Just admit it. On air, here we are on our Netflix show. Kid, I kid. And you're I you're accusing me of I crying.
1: <laughs> I I Calm think down. like
0: okay, his apartment complex has a putting green, like an eight-hole putting green. Yeah. And I have said multiple times, like I'm gonna come over and we can putt all the time. I yeah, I think just like I want to make sure that. You know, we constantly have that relationship. We
1: are getting old. Our firstborn child is moving out. Crazy town. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Wow. Right. Here's to this coffee with a little extra. Here's to our (laughs) forties. Oh god. This coffee's hitting it this morning. That ain't just coffee, Chucko.
1: Hello. Did we have sex this morning? We did. Did you want to know? Probably not.
0: It was. (laughs) This is not
1: a kids' podcast. So.
0: (laughs) Which brings me to the title. No. <laughs> <And> this, <laughs> That's not, I'm not even going to be the title gin. of this talk. How many times
1: have we had dates? We've been on uh, 19 dates in the last.
0: Since the beginning of the year, in 16 yeah, we weeks. We went on a
1: really cool price. Those are
0: night. 19 one on one dates. We've had 34 on top of that. Like double dates and stuff like yes, that. Yes, so. it's a
1: goal of mine to go to, to unique restaurants over the next summer and, and fall months. So if you have any yeah, so uh, ideal uh, date spots, hey, you know, send us an Instagram. I mean, maybe
0: we need to slow down a little bit. We've been on 55 dates in 16 oh, weeks. Oh, no, for, maybe we need for all breathe, the girls, babe. we don't want to slow down on the dating.
1: We absolutely love the dating. Yeah, it's a true. lot of fun. Anyways. It was good times. I
0: love you. It was good thanks times. Thanks for the date, babe. And thanks for this morning.
1: You're welcome. That was
0: awesome. Um, I want to talk about today... The um something that I think I don't want to give the title because of what you just said. I think it's going to it's going to really mess up the whole thing that I want to talk about. I heard this phrase in the song that I've been I've been listening to recently. And the guy says, I'm going to ride it till it's over. Talking about life, not bailing out, not don't give me that look has nothing to do with sex, has everything to do with consistency, which I think is something you're so good at. Um And you talk about a lot. I think we have, you know in our forties. Now you're about to be 40. We've kind of learned. And our parents probably told us this when we were in our teens and twenties and we're like, okay, so boring, you know, (laughs) like, like being consistent, just outlast the critics, just, you know, and it's kind of like that. But I think there's something to be said about, um, staying in something until it's done. You know, I have a proclivity for sure to bail. Like, um, and I think there's a few things that cause us to want to bail out early,
1: Yeah, totally,
0: man, in the times in our life where we have just stayed in it till it was over, like stayed in something till the time was up, ride it out till it's over. Like just stick there's to something, it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I guess I'm kind of committing in my 40s. Like I'm going to ride it till it's over. Like, I'm not gonna jump out of things early. I think there needs to be change. I think life does shift and change. I Absolutely. think that's a part of life and we have to commit to that. And if you're not moving or changing, then it's like, what are you doing? We had this conversation just last night on our date, which was really cool place up in um, Ballard, Seattle, really cool um, hipster kind of like bar place, which was awesome. But I literally said, like, babe, why do we keep wanting to change so much? Like, we're we're doing really well in life. We love our our jobs, we love our family, we love our where we are in life. Like what is it? No one's forcing us to kind of like dream bigger or do more. It's like what if we just settled for this cuz yeah, this settled in is for the legit in yeah. fact. And we both looked at each other and was like, "We can't." Like there's mm-hmm. something inside of us. There's part of me that wants to just be like slow down, bro. Just breathe. Like just stay here for the rest of your life. It's nice. You, you've earned it. You know? Yeah. Um,
1: you can expect the certain, you know, salary or I had paycheck. a friend of mine it's... say to me
0: the other day, he's like, Billy, you're 42. You've served a lot of people. You've done a lot of things. You've earned the right to do what you want to do. And something inside of me like, was like, not, no, no, you know, no, I need to, but then I was like, maybe I have, maybe you could convince yourself listening to this podcast. You've earned the right to kind of stop and slow down. And maybe there's, I don't know what season of life you're in, but the season of life we're in, I just can't settle with that. Mm-hmm. And, there's something inside of me, inside of you, and I think there's a lot of people listening to this podcast that drives us to go for more. Mm-hmm. There's still more, not at the lack of health, and not at the, not at the, not at the expense of losing ourselves or our souls or We're making
1: crazy, ridiculous yeah. decisions, right? But,
0: um, and I think one of the ways we do that is consistency, mm-hmm. um, babe. Consistency. You've talked about it when it comes to business. We've talked about it when it comes to parenting. Every time I think I've asked you questions like, "How did you get through this?" and you're like, "Consistency." I mean, talk about that for a second because I think it's something that's kind of true to you.
1: Well, I think we all love all of us love starting something, starting something fresh, something new. But it's once you start what you was in your heart, it's those it's those days and hours and years that the in between, which we've talked a lot about, that that's the hardest, and that's that's the point where you have to commit. To the consistency, it's like, hey, you've committed to start it, which is easy, but you got to commit to the consistent process. It produces so much life. I mean, you know, we're, we're dating. I think it was like uh, six months ago, and we kind of realized, hey, we're not probably. There's some areas in our marriage that we kind of just need to readdress, reassess. It wasn't bad, but mm-hmm. we just realized, hey, if we don't keep doing some of these things next year, our marriage won't look good. And I think with anything, marriage, especially, you have to consistently put time and effort into having a good marriage. It's the same thing with raising kids. You have True. to be consistent with loving and disciplining them throughout their entire life, right? Until they're like Judah, ready to leave. Yeah. And it's Just because anything, something's
0: good today doesn't mean it'll necessarily be good next year if you don't keep at it. Exactly. Like if you just kind of like, okay, we achieved it. Like, no, you got to stay consistent in things. And yeah, and that's... So then automatically i understand why people bail out of something too soon It gets
1: boring you get impatient you don't like it anymore yeah
0: so that's my question you know what causes us to bail out before it's over what causes us to abandon the cause to quit the career to end a relationship early or get out of a relationship that maybe is going well but you're just like no and you end it or to give up on a dream like what is it um and maybe it is just like Fear of commitment. Fear of whatever. What causes us to to wanna to want to get out before it's over. Um, I remember this I read this story a long time ago and I I can't remember the name of the woman. It's a true story. A woman was breaking the world record. She was swimming the English Channel. I'm not sure how far she was going, but there was, you know, canoes and kayaks next to her and they were they were recording this whole thing and she was so close. Well, towards the end of it, I think she'd been swimming for I mean, well over a day. And she was going for a world record and just before she was going to be, you know, a huge fog set in over the English Channel. So she literally couldn't see anything, could barely see the boats that were next to her. And because she couldn't see, she finally just after, I mean, you're talking hours and hours of just grueling swimming. She called it and she, they pulled her into the boat. Fog lifted. She realized she was a quarter of a mile away from the shore, a quarter of a wow. mile. Who knows how many countless miles she had swam. And she said in the interview, had I seen was able to. the see. end yeah. was right there? I would have, and you know, part of the rules like they couldn't talk to her. She, you know, she just had to swim, so they couldn't tell her like, "Hey, you're almost there." They couldn't do any of that. She just had to keep swimming the English Channel, and, and she's like, "Had I known that it was almost over, like I was almost there, I would have, without question, had garnered the inner strength to keep going." And I feel like what causes us to stop running just before the finish line. Mm-hmm. Someone once said this: you know, the race is always hardest moments before the finish line. Your lungs are pounding. You feel like your legs are burning. Like you just, and it's like that's when it's hardest, but that's when it's like you're so close. Ride it till it's over. Um, so maybe, baby, we can identify what are some of the things that cause people to, you know, jump ship.
1: Bail early. I think there's three yeah. things
0: that just come to my mind easily. One of the reasons we quit before we should number one, our emotions will make us want to quit. Number two, other people totally. make us Damn, want to quit and so I think three circumstances. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but those three kind of sum it up for me in life. My emotions, other people, and circumstances. Like kind of just make me want to jump out. They make me want to quit before I should, right? Do you agree with those? Any that you would add to that?
1: No, I think the emotional one is probably the realest for <laughs> yeah. for all of us. I, I I, I feel, I'm thinking of so many times I literally wanted to or did quit because of just sheer emotion. I mean, who's I mean, I was the most having,
0: emotional in this relationship, you or I? I'm, I
1: feel like I've been more emotional lately, but I would say in general you would be.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, would you agree with that?
0: Um, on air, no.
1: <laughs> <I didn't realize. laughs> yeah, but I think just even <laughs> yeah, to be to be so honest, just two days ago I was just like very emotional, and I. I was re- I was really ready to quit quite a few things, and I think I think it was you in the moment who was the realist who balanced the emotion. So I think in moments like this, that's why it's so important to build a support system, a community around you where you can be like, "Dude, I'm ready to quit. I'm ready to quit this idea, this job, this business, whatever." Mm-hmm. And people around you be like, "Nope, don't quit just yet." You know.
0: Remember, and- um, Caleb was like I don't know five, six, seven, maybe he was eight or nine, and he was having the hardest time waking up in the mornings.
1: Our the, son, kid, yeah, oh man,
0: he was such a grouch, such a bear. Like, I'd go in there, and be like, hey, buddy, it's time to get up, and he's like, Ugh, go away, and he'd like pull his pillow and over his head and be like, Ugh. and so we he was were like,
1: like six or seven or eight. I don't think he was, yeah, five. maybe I think was, he no, was, I,
0: yeah, he had to be eight or nine, in fact,
1: he was pushing it, yeah. And
0: but I remember, so we would kind of tiptoe, like, I would give him like. Three warnings like Caleb, you're gonna have to get up in the next 10 minutes. Like we and finally it was I was like just, a
1: process every single morning. Such a bad attitude, oh my gosh.
0: so mad. He's like, Aah. And so finally I was like, That's it. And I lost it one morning, right? And you're like, Billy, I'm you like, did you're like it. And I'm like, no, and I walk into his <laughs> Calm room. Down. I'm like, sit up, young man. He like sits up, he's all startled. He's got like this grimace on his face, because he's like, Why are you waking me up again? I said, Listen to me. You're gonna have to wake up every morning. For the rest of your life, so you better get used to it. <laughs> you know, and he literally. Which I think in retrospect, I'm like, whoa. You relax, were on dad. one. Let me tell you, dude. He started crying.
1: Oh, bawling. <laughs>
0: the realization. I felt so bad. He started crying. He's like, I don't want to. And I kind of looked at him. I was like, and
1: either do I. <laughs> and, you know, like I don't want to. I don't want
0: to do this. We're I quit. Adulting. Your emotions get the best of us. And I was like, remember? And I remember looking. I'm like, Bud, listen, let's pray. God's gonna help you, and then after we prayed, I'm like, "He's like, Dad, how do we do it?" And I'm like, "I'm tell you how we do it. We're gonna go downstairs, and we're gonna drink coffee." <laughs> and that was literally the beginning of the his first induction. time. I think he must have been nine. <laughs> that I gave him coffee, and if you think I'm a bad dad, uh, you're a bad person. Okay, coffee helps us. Jesus and coffee, they get us through life.
1: That is, and
0: but it was so he- real how his emotions you know he just he was given up every and morning and did
1: the every morning after that yes it worked he had coffee every single morning after that at the age of 8 or 9
0: i can't remember which parent it was probably both of our parents you know told us this don't ever make emotional don't ever make a decision when you're emotional like never make big decisions when you're emotional or
1: going through a major crisis yeah just
0: don't do it like yep. put it off it's not the time to make decisions cuz here's the mm-hmm. thing um Emotions are temporary. Emotions aren't real. Like I don't. Sometimes people are like, uh, your emotions aren't real. They lie to you." Well, maybe they lie to us, but they're real. Our emotions are very real. In fact, they dictate many of the ways how we operate, our mm-hmm. personalities, how we live. So I don't think emotions are bad. I don't think it's bad for a man to cry. In fact, I think it's actually scary if a man can't cry. Yeah. Like you can't cry, man. Like you think it's less than manly, or or, or same for a woman, right? Like um, our emotions are real. So funny right now, Uh, Vic, the sound chick is recording, and apparently the dog Capone just released gas.
1: (laughs) 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 And Vic's
0: emotions are making her want to quit right now. Bad dog.
1: (laughs) Oh, his little ears just popped up with his cute cute little doggy eyes.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Hey, here's the thought. I, I read this quote the other day. Never make permanent decisions on temporary things. Wow. Never make permanent yeah. decisions on temporary things. Here's what I think. Here's what's temporary. I know this. Our emotions are temporary. My emotions will change from day to day. They really will week to week, month to month. Yours too. So don't make a permanent decision based on a temporary emotion. Emotions are going to make us want to quit early. And so we have to have the the wherewithal to like give some space. Let your emotions simmer. Like how many fights have we been in as husband and wife 22 years going on now where when we first started out, it wasn't that big of a deal, and then it got emotional,
1: yep.
0: and the fight escalated, escalated cause and escalated. You're we kept, fighting like,
1: about something you didn't even start the whole fight. Because all of a sudden, we yeah. started
0: responding to each other's emotions, which I promise you, I'm not going to feel that emotional tomorrow morning. In fact, I'm going to kiss and make up. You too, right? But because we made these decisions and these statements and these these grandiose things based on the emotions, we can't kiss and make up the next morning because we're like, I can't believe you said that. And you know, and part of me is like, I can't believe I said it either.
1: Well, what are I mean, babe? That's so easy to say that, but then to actually do that is a whole nother ball game. I mean, what are some practical things that you would say that have helped you work through some really real emotions? And those emotions not just lasted a day; they've lasted a week, maybe two weeks, sometimes a month. Like, what have you done to like maybe ground yourself again, or the counsel you've seeked out? I and mean, what has been some of the things that you've done over the last twenty two yeah. years?
0: That's a great question and I remember we did I remember, we did, 40 a, I remember we did a whole podcast, you know, I don't know a couple months ago called The Art of Unwinding. Um how do you decompress? When well, my emotions are getting the best of me, like what do you do? What do we do? How do I know how to like okay, I've got to get space. What do you sp-
1: run to? What do you go to? I've got to get space. i mm-hmm.
0: I've got to get margin. Like I'm emotional right now. So what do we do? If if you're being honest with yourself and the way you decompress is somehow linked to something that's illicit, um something that's not good for your soul, then you probably want to reconsider that because that's just making things worse. So like, what do you do to kind of recenter, find yourself like, you know, is this a yoga moment? I don't do yoga, but for me, I'll take some moments. I'll be like, Hey, I got to get away. I got to kind of like take some space and some time. Now, if I take too much, that actually makes things worse. I can get super introspective, Mm -hmm. but I think for me, I need to be pensive, which I think there's a difference between being introspective and pensive introspective can lead to like almost like self-loathing and like oh woe is me whereas pensive is like let me just let me get my thoughts clear yeah for me i'll go get a loan i'll spend some time maybe by a waterfront um you know what i'm saying like i need some space 100%. and some time and, I think, and then i have to come back and i yeah. think
1: with society we we are so bombarded through social media i mean just our lifestyle is there's so much going on it's so hard sometimes to just you know, I guess block the noise out. And like you said, find some time to really say, okay, is this my emotions or what's really going on? And really dig deep to find out what that is. Um, But consistency, you know, our emotions can really hurt us.
0: Yeah. So don't bail out just because you're having an emotional moment. Like that's, and that's probably the number one temptation for me to quit something before it's over too soon. Like, have you ever quit? Yeah, we've all quit. And is there life after quitting? Yes, there actually is. So people say, like, quitting isn't an option. False. People do it all the time Mm -hmm. and you can still come back. But, like, it's so much easier if we can just ride it till it's over. So, how? Well, don't let a temporary emotion cause you to jump ship too soon. Some of you right now are literally contemplating, like, quitting something. And maybe it's the right time. Or maybe you just need to ride it till it's over, man. Like, and I'm telling you, it will come to an end all things come to an end. Yep. Good things, bad things, like if you're if I was on a preaching stage in a church, I'd be like my favorite passage in the Bible is and it came to pass. Like that's true. Life is seasonal. And so the season will end. We're in spring now. And spring will start and then spring will end and we'll be in summer and then we'll come fall and it's just going to happen. So um write it till it's over. I think that another thing that really makes me want to quit is other people. (laughs) I'm saying? Totally. Like how many jobs have you been on or how many relationships have you been in where like you love what you're doing but because of this person, you're just like, oh gosh. Like how many times you're like, I don't even want to go into work because I'm going to see that person or I don't even want to go to this party because they're going to be there. And like things that, like I don't want to pursue my dreams because something a mom or a dad or a coach or a friend or a spouse or a sibling, you know, like they said it like, Many times other people kind of make us want to quit. I think the biggest thing to remember in those situations is um, don't allow other people, other people to dictate your, your future. Like don't allow someone else's issues with you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Dictate how you're going to live. We talked about this. Or before. let them pro-
1: project their insecurities.
0: Right. Like live big, Onto man. You. Be yeah. big. I we said it. I think the last podcast. I loved it. It's Rachel Hollis, right? What's her quote? Somebody else's opinion of me is none, none of, of my, my business. business. Like honestly, please live your life that way. And I think there's some church people out there that take um, issue with that statement. And I'd be like, cool, take issue with it take issue Absolutely. with it and then get through the emotions. Cause that's actually a fact. And that doesn't give us a license to be jerks to people, to be mean to people, to be unkind to people To But please, like if you are basing your life and your future on other people's opinions of it, you're in trouble now. Other people I'm talking like what my wife thinks about me, that's important. Like I need to know that you're like, babe, I think you're a good man. And you know, there's key people, needs to be people around you that, sure. that can
1: give you wisdom, you know, and you can you can glean from and get feedback from. But we're talking about people who want to who want to, you know, maybe even speak negative into your dream or constantly or maybe even encourage you to just stop doing something that's been in your heart to do and the consistency of that.
0: You know what I found? The worst thing you can do when other people cause you to want to kind of bail out to quit is retaliate. Like, to fight fire with fire. I'll never forget, way back in the day, we had a situation where someone had really insulted my family, hurt a member of my family, and um, me and my brothers, this wasn't our greatest moment, but we decided to find this individual and teach him a lesson, you know, prison style. And so, I'll never forget, and you were like, don't do it. And I was, and I, it was like,
1: you were not listening, nope, man. <laughs> my other brother.
0: I'll never forget your sister. You. Um, Jen's sister married my brother, if you don't know that. So that's kind of weird, right? So my older brother married her younger sister. We were married first. So that makes us more legitimate. <laughs> you know, like, the that, hell
1: is his life they life
0: kind of jacked life? things up and a, they made oh my you gosh. my sister in law when they got yeah. married, which is weird. She's to listening me. and
1: going, What? There are no
0: bloodlines here. So relax. But um, so, like, our brother and sister, and my brother was going to join me, and your wife, uh, I'm sorry, your sister, sister called you and was like, Get your husband under control. And you're like, get your husband under control. And she's like, My husband would never. Only to find out that while she was saying that, her husband was with me. The brothers. <laughs> yeah. That we, we were married. A, we were literally were in on this a unmarked construction van.
1: <laughs> on a hunt for gonna to search kill down somebody, an individual. And
0: we were gonna do some really stupid stuff. And on the way there, my my car exploded. The transmission literally dropped. dropped.
1: On One of my brothers fat.
0: looked at me and goes, Hey man, do you think this is a sign from God that we should stop? And I was like, No, man this is a sign from God that the devil is alive and well and he's oh trying God. to hinder us. You know, <laughs> Spin
1: it whatever way you want. I won't want. tell the whole story,
0: but <laughs> there were literally officers involved. They were staking out. There had been police called. We were literally going to teach this individual a lesson. And here's the thing, man. Thank God that individual literally fled the state Fled the state, and there were officers. <laughs> All right, mafia! Yeah, there were officers staked out. So we like abandoned ship, went and got dinner, like and we're like we'll go afterwards. And then cooler minds prevailed, and God got a hold of us, and we we abandoned the plan of retaliation altogether. But I'm, I always thought like, what would have happened? Like people like, were you going to kill him? No, we weren't going to kill him, but we were going to throw a few punches. And I remember you he saying he's like, what if he threw a punch and he couldn't take it, and he hit his head on the ground, and that fall, that fall killed him, or that fall, you know, put you in prison. And it's like, that's right, man. Like such a stupid decision. And then what do I say to my wife, who now I'm no longer going to be a husband because I'm in prison. What do I say to my children? Right. Like, come on, man. And does that guy deserve to die? No. <laughs> and it's like, I think the worst thing we can do in those moments when other people get under our skin, hurt us, um, is retaliate. Mm-hmm. It actually won't make it any better. Right. Um gonna have to learn to forgive in fact which is easier said than done and
1: you're exactly right people can make us quit too early and and then on even the opposite some people the right people in our lives will help us keep going they'll actually be the people who help us stay consistent
0: that's so true stick
1: it out I mean I this is probably not going to relate with everybody but delivering children is is such a picture of consistency like you 18 hours of labor like you gotta you gotta commit and you got to consistently commit to the process to to produce something great and I couldn't have done it without you you by my side just cheering me on I mean, That's there's true. been so don't know many moments me, <laughs> in, in our fact, lives yeah. where the right people can even help you stay consistent
0: you know and I think one of the ways like we, we hit a big topic here which we're not going to stay on because we're almost done but you know we hit forgiveness like you know people are gonna cause us to want to quit. Um, I think one of the ways that helps me forgive people is empathy. Um, Putting myself in their shoes for just a moment. If you can somehow see it from their eyes, it's real helpful. It it may not make everything better and you may still disagree, but it's like, okay, I can kind of understand why because of this, you know? And so I think empathy is a way. Last but not least, circumstances make us want to quit and they will and they'll make us want to... Bail out before it's over. Things get hard. Like right now, we have to move again. It's like, okay, I want to quit life. (laughs) Really, man? You just have to move. It's not a big deal. But like, how do we kind of navigate circumstances so that they don't make us quit something before it's over? You know, um, what are some of the things, baby, baby? I said baby. Baby. Baby girl that you've done, that we've done, that you can think of um, to help us kind of stay in it when circumstances don't go our way?
1: I was just thinking of this. You know, it takes time and consistency for anything of value to develop, and the same is true in our lives. And yeah. I feel like it takes time and consistency. Um, I think during circumstances, that's probably probably the biggest thing that probably derails us from maybe the mission on our life or the dream in our in our hearts is that circumstances, a death in our family, financial crisis, like. This is real life stuff. You know, you are you have a child who has, you know, his, who's handicapped, born handicapped. I was just reading a girl's blog the other day and how she's worked through that. I mean, so many things in our life. Um, you know, I have another friend who can't get pregnant. It's like all of these circumstances, it's real stuff. Yeah. It's hard stuff. And it can literally derail us from the purposes of of God in our life. And I think you just have to commit. You could commit and write out that time and that, and that process to, to really reach the goal.
0: I came across. Yeah. I love that. It's brilliant. And along those lines, I came across these quotes um, the other day. I love to read. And F Scott Fitzgerald once wrote this, never confuse a single defeat with a final defeat. I feel
1: mm -hmm. like sometimes
0: like circumstance, like, Oh, that was man that we got, I was defeated, but it's not the final defeat. Like don't confuse a battle with a war. You could lose a battle and still win the war.
1: That's so. You could yeah, have a single defeat, right.
0: but not be utterly defeated. And I think we have to be like, okay, that, we lost there, but we didn't lose it everything. All. Also, Abraham Lincoln. Another quote to throw out there: the best way to predict the future is to create it. And I love that. I, I'm a wow. fan of Abraham Lincoln, and he was a wise man, and he came through a lot of adversity in his life. Um, and kind of saying like the best way to predict the future is to create it, which is saying like I'm not going to allow these circumstances to determine my future. In fact, I'm going to take what this is,
1: take this moment, like what's
0: going to happen from here. I'm going to create it. I will, I will, I will, and you know, with us, it's like with the help of God, right? We're going to get through this. I love we're that. ride it till it's over, and this will not be. The end. This I always the think thing. there's an
1: upside to every negative circumstance. There has to be, and I mean, even with the move, we're moving or anything in our life. It's like you know, it, it is bad. It's bad news. But what's the possible good result of the bad news? Like, what could be possibly good out of the bad? And I think that's a perspective that we have to like literally learn to have in in bad circumstances. I mean, we, we moved here
0: 13 years ago almost. I was I came on. In our job as an, as in a in an operations position, I was an assistant like audio engineer, and before that, for for ten years or so, I had kind of been in a, in a management role and a pastor role at the church we were in Atlanta. I led a bunch of staff and um, kind of had like a a public ministry type thing. And here I was behind the scenes and doing like in my mind, um, it's I mean, it's excellent work, it's hard work, but it was for my mind, it was I felt like man, I, I was made for more than this. Not that what I was doing isn't bad. Audio engineers are brilliant men and women and can make a lot of money. money.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, I wasn't (laughs) making a lot of money, but I'll never forget I was like on the ground during a rehearsal because something had unplugged and I was like hiding behind the scenes trying to plug this thing in on the stage. I was crawling, army crawling in the dark. Under the stage. Yep. I was under the stage and um, an intern, someone who was like interning with our church looked at me. This is 13 years ago and they said, oh, hey, um, sound guy? I looked up at them. They're like, could you get me a battery for my mic? And I literally kind of wanted to like take their kneecaps and snap them. You know, I was just like, and I remember thinking to myself, like, I quit. Like, okay, I am not just the sound guy for this intern. Like, my life is more important than this. And I remember really having, we had a lot of conversation Mm -hmm. talks, like, what am I doing? Like, how did I go from what I perceived to be so high to what I perceived to be so low? And I was going to just quit and just like, abandoned. And I mean, I was probably a year and a half of going through that. I was an audio engineer for four years in our community. And fast forward many things with a lot of different roles. But today, by no means do I think I've reached the pinnacle, but I sit on our executive team of what I consider to be one of the greatest churches in the world. I have the privilege to speak a lot publicly and train leaders and lead pastors. And I mean, I'm honored and humbled in all of this, you know, and God has blessed us and you're on staff and we, we hold... But I think like if I had allowed those circumstances to cause me to quit before it's over, do I think I'll be doing what I'm doing today for the mm-hmm. rest of my life? No way. No way. And I hope you don't think that either. That, to me, would kind of be prison. No, there's going to be more. There's going to be changes. But the only way you get to where you're going is to ride it out and just totally. be like. And I imagine if I had quit back in those you know, 13 years ago, Um, man, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing today, which has just been so awesome. And even if you find yourself in circumstances right now in life, you're like, I think I'm going to just bail out before church. There are times where something comes to an end. Don't confuse it. Things do come to an end. But man, make sure that it's come to an end. Don't abandon ship early. Don't say things, do things, act out of emotion before the time is and right. You regret
1: it. Sabotage. Self sabotage. situation, your yeah. life. And I think that's so great. I was just we were talking earlier about like farmers sowing seeds, and you know they they do that around springtime. But what they what they do is they understand the value and consistently um or consistently tending and taking care of the seed that they sowed and it takes months for them to ever see the Will they harvest ever see it? That's brilliant. and you know a farmer has to learn the patience and the consistency to get to the harvest and i think that's the hardest thing for me personally is okay I, I can be consistent, but then like in the middle of that, being patient with myself, with the circumstance, realizing, okay, I'm not where I want to be, but patiently and consistently doing what I know I need to do, even when it's tough, is so, so challenging. I love it.
0: That's great. That's such a great picture, too. Lessons from the (laughs) farmyard. Principles from the barn. But they
1: sow something, and they do it knowing they're not going to see any results for months. Any results. And so, I don't know. It just got me real good.
0: Maybe we can do the same. So... Hey, if you're out there, if you're feeling discouraged in any way, I hope that this encourages you to help realize that there is an end in sight and let's all commit to ride it till it's over.
1: And yeah, and don't allow your circumstances to derail you so quickly. Consistently stay.
0: All right. Cheers. Thanks for joining
1: us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us or follow us on social media at Billy's Mafia. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.